Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner for the Next Step Journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, spiritual growth, vocation, or even your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Hello, friends. I'm Chris Maxwell. Uh, Tracy Reynolds and I are enjoying a conversation with a friend. And Tracy, as I was thinking about our um, last episode in that uh, dialogue we had with Bishop Tim Lamb, I was just thinking, thank God that he's okay now. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, physically. I, I but, told- I, but also, thank God that he is... Uh, guiding many of us to help us be more than just okay, you know, yeah. physically, spiritually, yeah. and as servant leaders for the kingdom. You know, I've, I've looked forward to our time together, uh, Bishop Tim. It's been a, um, I, I told you uh, off mic, I said, man, you scared me, brother. You know, and I think uh, we realize our own immortality. And for a follower of Christ, that's not a, that's not a, a, a negative that's just the part of the deal. We realize, you know, we have a forever, that eternity is not just um, uh, endless days. It's a certain quality of the God, quality of days. But we live in the here and now, and this is not going to last forever. So that's kind of brings back the mortality part. But I'm grateful, and I'm looking forward to learning from you some of the things God has been showing you along the way, both before and through and, and now. And I say learning because we probably haven't got the lessons completely down. But welcome back, Bishop. It's so good to have you with us. Thank you, sir. It was a privilege to be here. Thank you, Pastor Chris and Pastor Tracy, for this opportunity. And I feel just honored to be here sitting at this table with you guys this morning. Thanks, man. Well, in our last podcast, you had talked a bit about uh, that day where you just thought it was any other day, you know, uh, you were in good health and, and you had a heart attack and you said something that is so profoundly true that, you know, it's, it's minor surgery unless it's on you. Yes. <laughs> and so you were having, it was a major heart attack as your physician told you, it could have been yes. much worse. So uh, give us a little more insight about that and some things that you're learning and things you want to pass on to other pastors and leaders. Yeah, so Pastor Tracy, I, I shared with you off the uh, before we got on the mic this morning is that uh, you know, and I haven't shared this with anybody else, but maybe one other person. But that morning, walking from my living room to my kitchen, uh, I could take you almost to the very place of the step, and uh, I can't tell you it came from the Lord. I don't know where it came from, honestly, but I just had this thought that came through my mind: this could be my last day. Wow. And uh, I've, uh, you know, I had this short conversation with the Lord and uh, about it and just went on and just been born. And I had that episode with my heart and that heart attack. So, yeah, life is so uncertain. And um, I've always been one of those guys that I, I guess back in my mind, I thought I'm going to live forever here, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so one of the things I've learned is we've got to rest. We've got to make sure that we have that good balance. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things the Holy Spirit has been speaking to my heart is to make sure that I have that balance in my life. And and that's not just the physical part of ministry. That's the mental part, too. Hmm. Uh, and, you know, the Lord created these bodies in such a way that we have these warning signs. And uh, I can tell you, even 
even two, three months after the heart attack, that if I began to get a little stressful about something, I would begin to have a little discomfort in my chest. Mm. And I think it was a way that the Holy Spirit was reminding me, you've got to have this balance. And so the lesson I learned in that is that if I get to that place, I back off from that particular thing that I'm thinking about or working on, Mm. and I move on to something else and come back to that later. So I think that is for all of us, regardless our physical condition, regardless our age. Uh, I think we got to manage not only our physical activity, but we have to manage our mental activity as well. That's mm. so good, and that is not easy, though. I mean, we're we're our minds are running at such a rapid pace, and we're unaware of that until something happens to interrupt mm-hmm. to interrupt our like rapid sprint in a long distance and we need to remember this is a this is a marathon and uh, what are ways that you can become better at that practically and that I can become better and that those who are those who have been pastoring for so many years and maybe they were trained the way we were just like go do accomplish you know work and and they're exhausted What, what can you say to us Bishop Yes, Pastor Chris. You know, I think one of the things, and we talked about it, you mentioned it last time on the last episode, is the accountability. And so I have a team of guys that works with me closely uh, to help hold me accountable to those things. Not to, again, as you said in the last episode, not to to be critical, but to to help us. And uh, so you guys met without my presence. Uh, You asked me to step out of the room. And uh, I did, and you guys talked about ways that maybe I could work on some things as far as balance. And and then I came back in the room. You began to share. You guys began to share some things that you suggested, uh, the sabbatical and and taking a day off and those mm-hmm. things. And I have to admit, as I was taking notes that day, I was thinking, I can do this. I don't know if I can do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I can tell you that in the last month or two since we've been to that place, that I have really worked on those things, and they have helped me. Mm-hmm. So one of the things you can do is have a team of people, if it's one, two, three, five people around you that will help hold you accountable and ask you those hard questions. Right. Are you taking time off? Are That's you good. resting? That's good. Well, let's That's go so back. Good. I want to press into the rest part because even down to every day, I happen to know that all three of us are morning people, meaning that we're most effective in the morning and we love the morning. We all get up early. But to do that, is there anything practical we should be doing on the end of the day so that we're not exhausted? Uh, how do you handle sleep? Yeah, so so my wife would tell you I go to bed very early, uh, but sometimes because of the travel, I'm not able to do that. Um, you know, I, I'm a I like to think I'm a structured person to the you place are. that my uh, my watch will tell me what time to go to bed and it will tell me what time to get up. I have not only alarm for in the morning, I have an alarm for the in the evening. That's awesome. Yeah, so I, I just try to be conscious of that and uh, try to get the rest. And I'll confess, I don't think it's a bad thing, but but uh, if I have a late night, and of course I'm going to get up early, uh, I may find time to take a nap during the day. There you go. Yeah. Right, so we make compensations because 
in life, period, you're going to have these curveballs that come in. You're going to have these mm-hmm. abrupt changes that you can't control. Those People die at all the wrong times and get sick at all the wrong times, and it's not convenient. But when we have those kind of disruptions, we have to do what we can, as best we can, to maybe accommodate later. Maybe it's take a day off. Make, I love that. Just take a I'm terrible at taking a nap. Uh, but, but taking the time, finding a way to say, you know what, this is a busy season. And so I'm going to, to compensate for that. My wife and I would have these conversations early in the year, in the fall and the spring, knowing it would be a busy season. So we would run for a couple of weeks, and then we would purposely set aside time to not do that and to disassociate and not do anything at night. And early in my ministry, I was terrible at it. I'm not bad. I was terrible. And I've gotten better, and I'm still having to work on it. Yeah. And I see it, uh, honestly, guys, I see it as one of our major problems today. And because so many of the those in ministry and those uh, who enter pastoral positions or staff roles that I'm offering pastoral care to, and I'm listening to their stories, they are not good at time management. Oh, if you first looked at their schedules, you would think they were, but they're not including rest in there. Mm-hmm. It's just, I must do this, I must do this, because it needs to be done, and I'm the one that can do it. And I'm like, choose not to. It's a choice we make. Mm. And my argument is, what are we really trying to prove? Mm. Do we feel like we must be so busy doing so many things that we're accomplishing something to prove to ourselves that we are people of value? That's dangerous, guys. That's dangerous. And I want us and those who are listening to say, I am not going to travel on that street. I'm going to take a different route, Mm -hmm. and on the route that I must travel is a place of rest. I'm not trying to prove things. I'm trying to be the person God wants me to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pastor Chris, if I could add one other thing into that, uh, because I pastored bifurcational for a number of years, Mm -hmm. and I used to say to the Lord, Lord, you know if I I was full-time in ministry, I could pray more, I could read the Bible more, I could do all of these things more. And uh, after going full-time and helping for about 30-plus years, uh, I realized it wasn't about time. Mm. It was really about discipline. And mm. so rest takes discipline. Regardless of what we need to do, uh, it, it's all about discipline. It's really not about not having enough time. Mm. I'm glad you said that because when you look in today's culture, there are more and more bivocational ministers and pastors, and that's uh, we're going more in that direction, people yes. with serving many roles and responsibilities. How do we find equilibrium in that? It, it, it comes by us choosing what is of value, what is best for us. And like you, like you were talking about, who is there to hold us accountable? Tracy and I can have honest conversations with each other, and we can hold each other accountable. Uh, Bishop, you and I can have those conversations. I'm going to send you a text message, and I'm going to say, how are you doing? I don't want to know the numbers of churches in our denomination. or I don't want to know the stat sheet. I want to know, how are you? How are you doing? And for those that are listening, who, who, are, who do we have in our lives that are asking us those questions? Yes. That's good. I've, uh, accountability is very important. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a journal guy. I like to write journals. So, so one of the things I tell young ministers that, uh, particularly in the process of credentialing for minister's license, one of the things I usually say to them. In fact, I give them a journal mm-hmm. and a pen, and I encourage them to write in their journal. It's important if we're going to find rest. Uh, we need to make sure that we include in that in our journal. And we're again, I'm a kind of structured guy, so 
I've got to write it down so I can see it and hold myself accountable as well as other people holding me accountable. Mm. I have restarted journaling in the last six, seven, eight years and have made it a regular part of, of, of what I do. And let's talk about that. So you, uh, when you, you're writing in a particular place at a particular time, um, and you're just writing your thoughts, you're just kind of reflecting on, on uh, what is your journal? If I were to pick up your journal, uh, what, would it, what would the flavor be? Yeah, so if you picked up my journal, you would pick up my laptop. Uh, because it's electronic. I, I use electronic okay. journal. Uh, a lot of people like to write it down. That's great. I admire people that can do that. I can write better than I can, uh, I mean, I can type better than I can write, and I can read what I type better than what I can, what I write. So, so I put it in a, uh, there's, there's a lot of journals out there. You can do that, by the way. And uh, so I have this electronic journal. Uh, you can build your own template. So, mm-hmm. So I have certain things I want to accomplish each day, and I'll put those in my journal. So you'll see, you'll see a, a, a place for a scripture for today, um, prayer for today, scripture prayer that I'm praying today. Mm-hmm. And at the bottom of my journal, you'll see nine priorities of things that I want to accomplish that day. Some days I only accomplish five, but I work towards that. So if you picked up my journal, you're going to see just bullet form type things mm-hmm. there you'll never find anything negative in my journal mm-hmm. it doesn't give me life and if anybody leaves, reads it in the future it's not going to give them life so uh, if there's a lesson i need to learn from a negative thing i'm going to talk about that lesson but i'll never criticize or be negative in my journal wow Thanks for sharing that. That's mm. so practical. So, yeah. uh, and I guess it kind of has to look like your own personality. Mm-hmm. But I love that you found. A, 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 I keep an electronic journal as well, uh, and it's not nearly as structured in some ways uh, as what you're talking about. But my handwriting is so terrible. I, there's no way I could read it later, so I have to do it electronically. It's just prescribed. But mm-hmm. that's I think journaling accountability. What else do you see in making us uh, more balanced? That word seems to to be a a big theme. Yeah, so you stated earlier, we're all early people. We get up early and we we start early. So again, we have that that structure, that balance of things that uh, we feel we need to do during the day. I think as far as ministry, when we're looking at ministers and, and leaders that may listen to this podcast, uh, Pastor Chris said earlier, there are there are many things that we can do. So to stay balanced, in the last three, four months, I've had to really ask myself, okay, what are the things that I need to be doing and what are the things I don't need to be doing? And it really goes back to what I mentioned in the last episode, Exodus 18. I encourage you to read that chapter, you that are listening. Uh, but when I, when I read that, you know, Jethro asked Moses, said, and again, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, why are you doing what you're doing? Mm-hmm. And Moses' response was, because the people are coming to me and asking me for this. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, I have been guilty. I, I know I've been guilty in 40-plus years of ministry of doing what people want me to do instead mm-hmm. of doing what God wanted me to That's do. so good. And mm-hmm. so I have to balance and say, okay, I, I know, you know, it's it's hard to say no, but sometimes we have to say no. But there are a lot of voices, yeah. And if if, there, if we don't do that, other people will literally uh, run our calendar. They'll they'll we'll yeah. do what they want us to do. 
Um, and if there's a little bit of people pleaser in us, uh, as there is in me, then that's going to be a, a tension that I've got to manage. That's really good. I heard Andy Stanley say once, and I love this quote, he said, our goal would be to only do what only you could do. Yeah. So you're going through that list saying, well, what are the things that, I, that, 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 I, that Tim Lamb has to do? What are the things that the priorities that God the Father is saying, hey, I'm holding you responsible for these things, but you can let these other things go? That's a great question to pose continually, right? Yes, it is. And, you know, this is probably not original, but the truth is if you don't plan your day, somebody's going to plan it for you. At least that's been my case because I am one of those people that it's hard to say no. And uh, I I do like to please people. And uh, so I had to plan my day, yes. Mm-hmm. And Bishop, um, to those who are listening and who, like right now, are worn out, uh, they are pastoring, they don't know, they're thinking, how much longer can I do this? Um, who is there to help me? Uh, you're talking to many of those people. Um, you and I are having conversations with those who are just in that season of uncertainty. Um, give us some more suggestions from your years of experience and your role in leadership of uh, how can we not just survive, but how can we survive well? Yes. Well, you know, for me personally, uh, one of the things, and we mentioned this earlier about coming away from things that may be stressful. Uh, one of the things that helps me is that if I'm in that place that I'm doing something that is just really stressful to me, uh, sometime I'll just come away from that and do something I enjoy doing, mm. and that might be reading a book, that might be go fishing, I, you know. But but I'm going to find that thing that really helps me to do what I I enjoy doing to help me balance that. And that's the word today, and um, you know, for you that are listening. Uh, you know, you, you may have people in your life, a pastor or a leader in your church or something, uh, you need to be that support team for them as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so I encourage pastors to take time off. I, I do think since COVID, and we hate to blame everything for on COVID, but I do think that that if there ever a time that pastors need to pull away from their responsibilities at the church, more so is today. And so take a day off. Take a weekend off. Don't be afraid to take a Sunday off from time to time. Mm-hmm. And um, the church will survive, and it will be there when you get back. Uh, Tracy and I recently interviewed um, a general superintendent, um, Dr. Beecham, again. Uh, we fed him previously on the podcast, and we just recently interviewed him. And it's interesting hearing his heart from so many years of experience. And some of his suggestions were surprising. Yeah. But looking back, what he would have done differently, one of one of his thoughts was he would not have preached as often when he was the lead pastor. Yeah. He would have preached less. And uh, it was interesting because from, from our perspective, we can see it now. That would have given others opportunities yeah. uh, to preach, and we would be mentoring and giving them chances. But it would also help save some of our energy and help yeah. us do less things better, yeah. Um, and save some of our energy. I thought that was interesting that he said that. Yes, and and I think we probably all came from that that world of uh, again. It goes back to what the people are expecting. So mm-hmm. the church I pastored, you know, I know the expectations of the people was for yeah. me to preach on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, you know, sort of thing. And and uh, even though they was very gracious when I took off and allowed that. 
uh, I thought at least that their expectations was for me, for me to be there every Sunday and to preach every service. Mm-hmm. And you're right. We need to back off from that. Let other people have opportunity. Uh, again, let's build a team. Yeah. Well, tell uh, tell our listeners how they can find out more about you. And, and uh, I mean, you do some good videos on social media. I appreciate those. And, and just your role in LifePoint. Uh, let's, let's end with that as kind of a summary of your you know, how people can connect with you and what you're doing. Yes. So, uh, so LifePoint Ministries, uh, you can go to www.lifepointministries.org and uh, uh, go to our website, find out a little bit about me. Facebook, I do a video. I've been doing it. Uh, someone, a publisher the other day, counted over 130 videos that I've done in those videos. And so it's a brief devotional. Uh, I'll hold myself accountable to the, you guys today and say that I'm working on a book of uh, devotions, and uh, so you can find me through those those outlets. Well, you're doing a great job in yes, leadership, and, and Tracy and I love seeing uh, servant leaders like you who are choosing to make a positive difference, and we appreciate this, don't we, Tracy? Absolutely. Thank you, Bishop. It's thank been our you. pleasure to have you with us, and thank you for investing in us as we strive to invest in other people because we really do want to help others around us learn to make our next step our very best step. Thank you guys for what you do. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, the weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you dropped in. You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers. Do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Check out our show notes for more information regarding guest contact information. Chris Maxwell's 11th book, Equilibrium, 31 Ways to Stay Balanced on Life's Uneven Services, is available now at www.chrismaxwell.me or Amazon, where you can find all of Chris's previous books as well. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. You can find their new musical releases at www.casualamericans.com or at your favorite music suppliers. We release Next Steps Leadership each Thursday, so join us again next week on the Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step.